You're listening to a podcast by Oak Magazine. I would like to acknowledge the Dja Wurrung people as the traditional owners of the land on which this episode was recorded. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine. And I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Have you ever wondered what's happened in the life of a previous podcast guest? Well, in this special catch-up episode, we speak with Sarah G from Curium Legal. Sarah was on the verge of throwing away 15 years of training and hard work as a business and commercial lawyer before deciding to forge a career on her own terms. She launched her business, Curium Legal, in 2020. We first spoke with Sarah in March 2022, episode 36 if you want to go back and have a listen. Since then, Sarah has won Bendigo Business Excellence Awards Young Professional of the Year, seen a 40% increase in her business and has welcomed a new team member, her husband. We talk about the juggle of little kids and business, the stigma of working from home, trends in legal advice, what it's like to work with your husband and Sarah's goals for 2023. Let's catch up with my friend Sarah from Curium Legal. Hello, Sarah, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, This is a very special episode that I'm calling The Catch-Up. So revisiting a few of our favourite friends to see what you've been up to since we last spoke, to give everyone a little bit of an idea of where we are and and sort of what situation we're in. It is literally two, three days before Christmas. We've both got kids. Uh, So you can imagine where the stress levels probably are, (laughs) (laughs) just crawling to the end. But we're also um, pulled up in just a a little bit of a paddock, I suppose, that backs onto a state forest. And it's a beautiful day. We're in the shade. We have the doors open. And yeah, just enjoying this moment to probably reflect on what has been a massive year for yourself since we last spoke in March. Yeah. Yep. It's been full on. Um, and I think that that's a common story sort of across the board with everybody that I'm speaking to that personally and professionally, it's just been full on, um, getting pulled in lots of different directions. So yeah, I'm, I've certainly not been immune to that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, since we last spoke, um, we could have introduced ourselves as award winners. Mm. Uh, Yes, you are an award winner, which is so exciting because um, these things aren't just gifted to you. It's not who you know. There's a lot of hard work that goes in behind the scenes to these sorts of ones. So you are the Bendigo Business Excellence Awards Mm -hmm. Young Professional of the Year. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. And congratulations to you on your award also. As you say, it's mammoth um, piece of work. Yep. So Young Professional, how old did you need to be for that one? Um, you have to be less than 35. So I've just crept in. I just turned 34 um, just after I received the award. So yeah, I, I think maybe by virtue of the fact that I was one of the eldest applicants might help. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I just like what you've squeezed into um, such a small period of time and where your business is at, you know, at 33, 34 mm-hmm. is incredible. So tell me a little bit about the award. Why did you enter it? Uh, so I had been working with um, Nat Dowling from Words on a Page um, around telling brand stories. 
Uh, so that's something that is well outside my natural skill set, having you know worked for other people for a long period of time and I needed a bit of help. Um, so I spoke to her and basically part of my homework was to enter the award as a way of telling people um, what I do and really exercising that muscle around talking about um, myself and my business. Uh, so when I let her know um, that I'd won the award, um, she said, you know, A plus on the homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, Nat is a, um, a big part of Oak. Uh, she's mm. one of our writers, has been probably from the get go, to be honest. Uh, and I've spent a lot of time with her working on probably my brand story and literally any minute I can get with her just to, to chat. Um, she's able to articulate things really well and, and draw things out and um, I mean, not this is a plug for it, but honestly, if you want to do a business brain pickup, get in touch with Nat. Like it's just the value. Um, I was thinking even for myself, um, my application for the AgriFutures was 11th hour, like literally got it in at 11.50, you know, 8 p.m. and, you know, it closes at midnight. (laughs) But I think, and I didn't start till 8 that night. So, you know, you know, you get tea finished and you just get the kids down, that witching hour is done. But the reason why it was slightly easier to do that was because of the work I'd done with Nat. Yes. Understood who I was, what I, what Oak stood for, where I wanted to take it. Mm-hmm. Just all of those questions that, yes. yeah. 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 Was there any questions in your awards pack that, um, that tripped you up at all that you'd sort of struggled with, or was there a question that you really loved? Um, I just find it incredibly awkward speaking about myself and, and what I do. So I think that um, that was the muscle that I needed to be exercising that um, really spoke to Nat um, about. Um, I don't think any of the questions in particular were that, none that I can think of really. Um, it was just working my way through what I do in a really systemized way and fitting it into these categories, which I found actually really helpful because that's how my brain fits uh, anyway. So it was yeah. like taking all of this spaghetti mess um, in terms of how you think about your business and then putting it into the nice little boxes, Mm. which works for my brain anyway. Yep. And what sort of kickback have you got from winning the award in terms of your business? So was there anything that came with that? Um, You know, was there a a monetary or some mentoring or anything like that? Or have you noticed an increase in your business? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it it doesn't come with, um, you know, a prize as such. Um, It's more um, around the, I guess, the reputation or the legitimacy that you um, receive. And I I really found it as a stamp of approval on my business that other people um, have noticed. Um, And I saw a pretty instant 40% uptick in the work that I was doing. Um, So I think a lot of people had sort of been sitting back and going, oh, you know, we know Sarah, we know what she does, but what is she doing working at home? Like, you know, um, is she just working around her kids? Is this a real business or, you know, is she actually doing something legitimate? So I feel like this was a stamp of approval to say, you know, she, she is really setting a, um, a solid foundation for what she's trying to accomplish and, um, has these really clear goals and, and aspirations, um, and really working towards that and doing a good job of it. So it was nice to have that sort of external stamp of approval that other people have taken yeah. to, really. Love it that you're talking third person. <laughs> <laughs> I do that sometimes. <laughs> um, but I love that little bit about uh, working from home. Mm-hmm. And 
oh my gosh, I'd be so interested what other people think. Do you think we're taking less seriously because we do have home businesses? Has that changed because of COVID? Because so many people are working from home mm. or is, is there still that stigma? Um, I think at the beginning I did really find a bit of stigma and I think it is probably attached to the fact that I had babies at the same time. So it is kind of that um, how how can a woman probably in particular be focused on her business while she's also raising small children? Um, and I think, you know, we'd like to think that we've got past it as a society, but I think we do really see that attachment between mothers and their babies and why are they back at work and what is wrong with them if they want to be back at work. And I think people don't consciously hold that belief anymore, but it is still a bit of a subconscious bias that you need to actively work against. Um, and it's in my own brain as well. I, I really had a battle when I started wanting to go back to work that, you know, why, why, why isn't it enough for me to stay at home with my babies and be happy with that? Um, I don't need to go back to work and it would be okay if I took a break. But for me, there was something that I didn't want to stay at home. Um, full time. I, I wanted to have a blend of business and babies. And does that mean that there's something wrong with me and my femininity? <laughs> yeah, no, my gosh, you're just, yeah, speaking everything that I think um, my inner dialogue has done over the last 16 years with four kids. Um, and it's probably taken to the last one, you know, to feel okay about that. So the first three, David stayed at home with them, um, probably in daycare a little bit more, whereas the last one, um, yeah, I was home a lot more. And it's interesting. I mean, this is sort of not where I thought the conversation would go today, but um, I was speaking to someone this week and they were just saying, look, I'm going to pull back from work because, um, you know, I want to spend these years, early years with my kids before they go to school. And it sort of got me thinking, I was talking to my husband about it, like, why is it as women that we think that that is the most important time that we need to spend with our kids? And I don't know if it's because I've done both that I have a different view of it, but you're not missing out. Like I, I just think, yeah, when, once they do go to school, there is still so much time that you have to spend with them. There's so many things that they do need. There's still that bonding aspect. I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent, I know, Sarah, but <laughs> that's where my headspace. <laughs> yeah, no, my husband and I have had so many really deep, tricky, um, frank discussions about this this year as we've been making decisions for our family and um, where we really got to was that uh, with building the business um, and saying yes to opportunities, um, we're really setting ourselves up for a flexible business that will last their entire childhoods. So while that might mean um, I spend, you know, about about four days a week with them at the moment, they're out at daycare three days a week. What that means is that I'll still be able to do that when they're 12 and when they're mm. 15 and when they're 18, rather than perhaps taking a, a part-time job now, but having to work full-time when they're at school. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah. that old saying, you know, small people, small problems, big people, big problems. I, I don't want to be completely immersed in my work and not have the space to help them as yep. they get older as well. I think I love that about having a business myself over the last few years. Like I keep saying to my husband, I should just go and get a real job. It's like, <laughs> you have a job, but do you know what yep. I mean? And, and it I, grows it just, and contracts with it you. It does, but it, it is the flexibility that, 
Um, you know, the boys might have a sports day and I, I can go mm. to that or, you know, they have basketball and it might be that we leave on the Friday. Yes. Like my business allows me to take off those extra days yes. um, that weekend to, to spend with them and, and catch mm. up when I need to. And yep. the same as the littlest, you know, yep. in, you know, grade one. I mean, mm. they've got lots of stuff that's on that you, yeah, yeah you need to dip in and out of. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I do think it makes, um, when you're working for yourself at home and you're not there all the time with them, they come to depend on both the parents, not yes. just the one. Yes. So yeah, I, I like that part that, you know, there's not just one that they come to all the time. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. But, um, speaking of husbands, yours has joined your business. Mm-hmm. He Tell has. me about that. Yes. So, um, as part of, um, those discussions that we've been having this year, uh, we we really came to a realisation that the business was growing um, quicker than we expected and that was a positive thing but it also meant that I was being stretched too thin um, and that wasn't sustainable and it wasn't actually hitting the values of why I started the business. Um, so, you know, we tried every combination of, of in-home help and, and meal delivery. Um, I certainly could give three months of my life to, um, dinner ladies. They, (laughs) they cooked us dinner for a long period of time. Um, and just trying to manage all of the things wasn't, wasn't going to work. So, um, we spoke about taking on an employee, um, and realized quite quickly that that would actually just be adding another person to my responsibility, which would be unfair on me, but also on them. Um, and my ability to, to mentor and, and help them, um, as part of their career. So yeah, we started to think about whether there was an ability for him to work part-time and there wasn't with the business that he was with. Uh, So then we thought, well, maybe there's actually an ability for him to help me um, with Curium Academy that I was developing at the time. Um, And so, yeah, we just, we made the leap that um, he would come and help me and we would start to balance that parenting as you were speaking about. So both of us can jump in and out of the business. We can jump in and out with the kids and we have that flexibility to both. It's almost like having the best of both worlds. And yeah. we're only four weeks in. I think we're still in our... Um, <laughs> Honeymoon period, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, we're really loving it. And it's so nice for him to have that time. And um, I really think of it, you know, it's it's tricky with an almost three-year-old and an 18-month-old Um to describe it this way, but I almost see it as a gift that he he gets to have that time rather than being gone, you know, 50 hours a week like he was um, and be able to spend that time. Oh, my gosh. That'll, it'll be such a special bond that they do create. Mm. Um, yeah, with yeah. Dad growing up like yeah. that, absolutely. Um, like my kids know Star Wars and planets and dinosaurs that, mm-hmm. yeah, from David that, yeah, was never going to happen with me. So yep, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so what skill set does he bring to the business? Uh, so he he comes from a sales background and most recently he was a leading hand um, in a manufacturing role mm. in a flour mill. Um, so we spoke about, you know, milling is not really a transferable <laughs> skill. Um, <laughs> um, however, his, his um, really um, good skills, which also match in with his personality, are those caring for people, um, the, the sales and really those leadership skills. Um, so the things that he'll be able to bring um, to Curium Academy is that um, working with small business owners and nurturing them through the process and really listening to how we can develop resources to support those small businesses. 
Um, he's also incredibly artistic, so he brings that sort of creative side to our um, web development and, and video um, editing and that sort of process. Um, and also him sitting in the background of Curium Legal also means that there's another person that knows the systems, knows the values and can really work with employees as we do continue to grow in imparting, you know, those values and those systems with with other people that work with our business and he can keep that sort of um, knowledge and share share amongst which it doesn't all rest with me, which is lovely. Mm. Have you had a discussion about um, some some ground rules? So we don't talk about business after, I don't know, six o'clock or while we're making tea or yeah. anything like that? Yeah. No, our accountant said um, that that's really important. Um, so she said probably the best thing about our relationship is that we have such young kids because we've got something else to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is Good great. Yeah. Um, and probably the kids are that demanding that you couldn't possibly have a business discussion whilst they were around. So, yeah, we do. Um, the rule that I've had for myself for a long period of time is that I work in my office and I don't work anywhere else. So when when I go into that room, um, it's, you know, work time. Um, and when I leave that room, it's kids and, mm-hmm. and whatever else. Yeah. Um, but we do have the same rule. So if he's in the office, we can talk about work. Um, and if not you know, we just go go off and do our own thing. Yeah. I must admit moving my office, like my desk space from one space that had an open door, if that makes sense, like it was sort of open, part of the open plan yep. into, I kicked the kids out of their toy room mm-hmm. <laughs> I love and that. my husband out of the gym. So it was a toy room gym, like just there, yeah, you're out peoples mm-hmm. um, and moved into that. But to have those doors on there, mm-hmm. it was, you can, you can you can step out and shut the door yep. and that's done Yeah, because it does feel like work when you walk into that room Yes, and it looks like work as well with yes. boxes and mags everywhere. Yep. Um, but no, that's good. Uh, tell me about your academy and, and where it's at and who what, what it's all about. Yeah, so when, when I started my business, most of the values that I had um, and what I really wanted to focus on was making the law accessible for small business. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I've been able to achieve that to a large extent, and, and one of the ways that I do that is by working from home and, you know, reducing the overheads, which mean that I can charge less. Um, one of the other things is still, um, those fees can still be out of reach for small business. Um, so in developing the academy, what I really wanted to do was offer a package, um, that is affordable for small business that they can pick sort of areas that they might want to know more about, um, that they'd love to talk to a lawyer about, but don't want to pay hourly rates. Um, and they just want to work through in their own time. So, um, most business owners you'll find, they carve out maybe Friday mornings to work on their business. Um, so this, um, the tutorial videos are really intended to be sort of 40 minutes that you can learn what do I need to know about trademarks in that Friday morning that you've already got set aside and work through a whole topic, fill out a worksheet and figure out, do I need a trademark? Do I not need a trademark? Can I DIY? If I want to DIY, where are the free resources that I can go to, to figure out how to do that? And also giving a prompt for this is the stage that you do actually need a lawyer. Um, So it's really, I mean, I find small business owners get so overwhelmed with Google and I'm, I'm not immune to that. If you want to learn um, anything, how to make an Instagram reel, for example, you can find 50 different ways um, on Google and 100 different apps that promise to do 
um, what you want to do. Um, but it's really hard to wade through all of that information and find out what's right for you. So this, um, the Academy is meant to pull all of that information into one area and just point you in the right direction for all of the reputable resources, what you're looking for, what you need to do and and get it all done in sort of one session. Yeah. And the other thing is we're talking legal as well. There's sort yeah. of a, a little bit of a bigger ramification or yeah. <laughs> if you do something wrong or download the wrong app in that yep. sense compared to an Insta Reel. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that trademarking is a huge thing. As mm. I said, probably the last time we spoke, I still need to work on that. <laughs> My God. So it's on the to-do list. It'll, yeah. yeah, it's been a year. Um, what are some other really big things that you've seen in the last probably eight months or so that people or businesses are focusing on in terms of legal? Um, probably the the biggest trend that I'm seeing at the moment is is just change. Um, and we're seeing um, really this continuation of the great resignation or, or whatever title you want to put on it where people are just kind of throwing grenades into their lives and doing something new. Um, so what, what I've started to see in the last couple of months is more um, – people who have started businesses because they thought that that was the flexible option, realising that it's not as flexible as they thought it would be um, and actually going the other way and selling their business back into a larger structure. Um, so, yeah, I'm just seeing a lot of still that seeking flexibility, recognising burnout, recognising anxiety and depression levels are, are quite high um, and the World Health Organisation is saying it's up 25% just this year. Um, so yeah, I just find people are making changes designed to support their life still, but that is looking different to what it looked like 12 months ago when people were starting their businesses. Um, and I'm not sure if that might be a sign of the economic times in terms of people, you know, getting scared by rising interest rates and rising costs of living and wanting that stability of a salary again. Um, but yeah, it's really just looking... People are still um, looking at the external factors and what their job does for them in meeting their lifestyle goals and their other goals as a human um, and making different decisions to mm. what they were making a year ago, which is really interesting. Mm, definitely. Um, businesses for the brave. Uh, mm. it's, yeah, it's not a walk in the park. Um, yeah. So I'm going to actually spring a pretty big question. I must admit, so... People might not know, we actually send through questions like just thought starters generally to help people through a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because I like that. Like mm -hmm. I need to know which files to get out of my head yes. uh, and what ones to prepare for. And especially if it turns into a deep conversation, you know, you need to be prepared for that. Um, I haven't done any of that with you this time. So. <laughs> that's <all laughs> Sorry. Right. And I'm going to pull one on you right now. Mm -hmm. um, if you could describe this year with one word, what would it be? Or you could use two words. So, you know, like for me, mine would be um, success and I want to say struggle or suffocating. Like mm. it's been a really successful year, obviously, from the highlight reel, like with awards mm. and everything that's happened. There's been some amazing things. But in the background, it's, yeah, it's it, it also has been suffocating. Like mm. it's been a real struggle. Um, yeah. Because with the highs have come some, yeah, some pretty big lows. So, mm. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, probably picking up on those same themes, there's been a lot of celebration. Um, so, you know, that little um, 
meme that you see all the time about small business owners doing a little dance every time you buy from them. I mean, I c- can't even count the number of times that I've I've celebrated a win like that this year. Um, but the juggle has been incredible. Um, I mean, I thought my husband and I have always had this joke that we need a wife. Um, and <laughs> that's that's been before kids. And that's when we were just trying to juggle two careers. And then we've, we've thrown um, a business and two kids into that mix now and we, we well and truly need a wife but that juggle has just become extreme um and we're sort of trying to do our best to invent something that works for us in managing that juggle as best we can um but yeah I think I think the same as you it's just you know for, for everything that everybody sees that's your win your progression your growth behind the scenes as someone in a ball in the shower (laughs) just going how can I do all of this yep um and when people say you're killing it for me that's probably the worst thing you can say to me like I just Mm. because then I'm like well yeah you might see that on the front end but Mm. yeah I'm not in the background and then it's like well what am I doing wrong then yeah and that oh my god I just how else am I going to get through this so people don't see this part and Mm. um yeah and I know we should share but there's there's things that you just don't like yeah yeah, that you need to deal with yourself and try and figure out Mm. yeah where that little puzzle piece fits or yeah yeah how to articulate that but yeah and that's the burnout and Mm. you know beyond blue actually has their own small business section now yes they Um, do so I think that that's recognizing that this is not something that's a feature of women in small business it's not a feature of regional women in small business even it's just small business owners generally and we're, we're stretched very thin um and I guess I work with small business owners every day as well so my exposure I mean same as you is dealing behind the scenes with people who are probably when they're speaking with me they're making big decisions about changing things and you get to see a little glimpse behind the curtain um as to what's going on and yeah, there are absolutely people killing it, but also they come to me when they've got employees leaving um, or they're, they're having trouble with suppliers or, yep. you know, you don't see that as an employee. Um, no. You don't see all of those things that a small business owner carries and manages and stresses about. And especially at Christmas, I think, um, it, like, this is the hardest part. Everyone, like, some are having their boxing sales, boxing day sales already mm. um and I mean yeah. you can look into that as you will that yeah. probably says a lot yeah. um but also I mean I'm, I'm on the side of it I mean I package a magazine and send it out mm. you just can't that's hard in itself the price is astronomical at the minute and you just can't keep passing that on to the customer because yeah. they're not going to pay for it but also <laughs> the delivery of them <laughs> uh we were just saying you haven't received yours yet no. yours was probably <laughs> one of the first ones to go out you live yep. literally 15 minutes from me. Um, I should know better. And I suppose it's got to a point for me in my business where I just can't drive around delivering them Mm. all the time. So, um, you know, when it got to taking me two days to deliver locally, I'm like, I don't know (laughs) if I can, I don't know if the, yeah, I don't know if this is a good use of my time. Um, but you know, it is what it is. And, um, I suppose if someone said to me, would you swap it or what else would you want to do? I don't really have an answer. Like I still Mm. love what I do. Yeah. 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 And that's it. That's exactly what I say to people every day. If there is another option that hits your values in a way that's different, go for that. Be brave. Make a change. If that's going back as an employee, go Mm. for it. If that's starting a business, go for it. It's really just about 
being real real with yourself and what your values and your needs are and figuring out what's the best option and realizing that that changes over time too and yeah. it's okay to change so to wrap us up what um what does 2023 look like for you what are some goals that you have on your big vision board um so 2023 is going to be my real education year um i think i allowed myself to get a little bit too distracted by the workload um with Curium Legal this year and, and the juggle that we were speaking about um, where I haven't been able to be as strategic as I'd like to be. Um, so 2023 for me is a lot of um, speaking opportunities and seminars and working on these tutorial videos, um, which will be launched in February. Um, and yeah, just just developing all of those resources for small business and um, really driving home that education and accessibility values that I have and focusing on those. Um, so, yeah, by the end of the year, there will be um, sort of a 10-part a series through the academy that you can go through, hit all of the 10 key topics a small business owner needs to know about. But, yeah, we'll be launching with four um, in Feb. That's exciting. So very exciting. So for everyone, I mean, most of us, uh, I don't know if we actually switch off. Um, I've been getting like 2022 wrap up emails since the 1st of December. <laughs> I can't deal. Like, yep. and people keep saying, are you taking time off? Well, oh, not really. Like it, it is, <laughs> but it isn't like yep. um, face, you know, sort of that public speaking and the media, that's all done and workshops are all done, but still so much to do behind the scenes. And I think everyone's like that. So probably with this um, space that everyone has um, to be more creative, maybe that is a time to sit down and just have a look at those um, terms and conditions on your website. Mm. Um, you know, does everything tick a box and, um, you know, trademarking, if that's something that you think you really need to do, what does your branding look like? I mean, start on those little things when you've got some space and, and put things in place for next year. And, and one of them would definitely be to get in touch with Sarah. Um, obviously, you'll find all the details in the in the notes section of the podcast. But um, yeah, if you're not doing it, I'm definitely there. I've got to get trademarking <laughs> before it bites me in the yeah. ass. <laughs> one of the other things, I guess, um, that probably hits on everything that we've been speaking about, you know, business sales, um, succession planning, and just that burnout as a business owner, um, trying to figure out a way to put your business on paper that makes sense to somebody else that they can walk in and to know what you do and where to look for things. That's probably the biggest tip that I'd have for 2023. Um, it's really, you know, if you get hit by a bus tomorrow or, you know, you break your arm um, and don't want to go to work for a period of time because you want to recover um, mm. or if you want to take a holiday, some way of getting that on paper that makes sense to somebody else would be my biggest tip. Yeah, um, yeah. And that, as I say, is preparing for a business sale, is preparing for a death or disability or succession of some kind. Um, but it's also just creating space for you as a business owner to take a step back. Yeah. You don't need templates. to be on 24-7. Yeah, there's so many templates that we could all do and, and save yep. ourselves time. Yep. Um, yeah, whether they're email templates, um, sending them out. Like with even just looking at your Shopify, I was thinking when someone does a sale and what mm. that actual notification says, mm. like they're little yep. bits that people can improve and, and create yeah. templates and get that brand voice through and yeah. Google Drive's amazing to save yep. everything and yeah, even get your files in order. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I have absolutely. a I have a desktop Mac that's, uh, yeah, about to die. Um, but thank God, like everything, again, I knew that probably six months ago mm. and everything up in the cloud just yeah. starting to 
Yeah. yeah make sure I've got it all, yep. all backed up. Yep. Exactly. Because yep. I don't want to start again. <laughs> no. And just, yeah, making your business mistake proof um, and robust so it can survive those real unexpected things that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, that's important. Well, with our normal episodes, I always finish off with um, tell me about a friend of yours that we need to know about. I want to know, have you met someone this year that has had an incredible impact on your business? Mm, we spoke about Nat Dowling, which has been amazing. Um, probably my biggest shout out this year, and it's not a new friend, um, is Eve Richens. Um, she has just taken on the vice chair role um, with B Bendigo and also changed her job this year to be at Bendigo Stadium. Um, she's just a powerhouse, but behind the scenes, she will say your name in every room she possibly can. And mm. That is so incredibly valuable. Um, and I just really appreciate her friendship. Yeah. At that, at that friend level, but what she does for women in small business, what she's doing through B Bendigo for women in small business. I just, yeah, she's, she's my biggest shout out this year for just being a great human. Yeah. And that's the thing. You don't actually have to own a business per se. So obviously um, Eve has had some side hustles in the past while she's sort of worked her way, but yeah. definitely on that that corporate ladder. And um, I know, oh gosh, I could, yeah, rave about Eve. We probably need <laughs> Eve on the podcast. Absolutely, um, just from that, do. Yeah, just from a different perspective and even getting that, just her marketing knowledge and mm. um, yeah, she is incredible. But I was just thinking um, in terms of being a cheerleader, but not having a business as such, but it's that mentioning your name in a room full of strangers. Like it's that connection piece that we all need. Um, so, yes, um, definitely sending her a Christmas card this year. <laughs> <laughs> she already has my indulge hamper. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Sarah, for a quick chat and for uh, meeting me in the van and taking some time out from um, – from what is a busy time in the lead up to uh, Christmas Eve uh, and getting all the Santa stuff ready. So, yeah, thank you very much and can't wait to see what 2023 unfolds for you. Yes, for us both. Now back to the gingerbread. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs>